Has anybody seen Kevin? Uh, no. Uh, I was looking through his room earlier for some mutt, uh, for him. What? And, uh, I heard a loud pop, like a, uh, like one of the pod bay doors open. Okay. And I thought, you know, maybe he would know about that. I thought I heard that too. Hey, look, it looks like he left a tape over here on this table. And there's, there's a note that says, uh, play me? Uh, uh, guys? There, there's huh? something heading for the station. It looks like a squid surfing. Squid? Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Uh, quick hacks. Uh, open the external bay doors. Branson, uh, move the guiding sliders are out of the way for the entrance of the bay okay, door. Okay, I'm going, I'm going. Are you ready to discover a world of terrible movies? High above the planet Geekery, three brave individuals, with the help of other friends, work through a list of terrible movies to discover one simple truth. Are they better than people think, or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Grab your popcorn, grab your favorite snack, and get ready to find out. Welcome to The Bottom Shelf, the show where we watch critically terrible films so you don't have to. The Bottom Shelf is an extension of Geek Devotions, the show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. So if you don't listen past this moment, know this, we love you, care about you, there is a plan and purpose for your life, don't give up. That being said, I'm Dallas, and I'm so excited to have you guys here with us. Uh, Today with me, we have our our crew, Uh, we have Mr. John Harju. How you doing, sir? What? How? Wait, you've known me this long, and you said my last name like that. <laughs> really? Yes. <sighs> Be nicer to Glicks. Okay, Dallas Morey. <laughs> oh my goodness! And hey, guys, we're bringing on a brand new person to the crew. Uh, he's gonna be on with us uh, full time, um, and that is gonna be uh, Mister. I stab people in the neck with sharp pointy objects, Branson Boykin. <laughs> Wait, what? You're gonna work that in somehow, aren't you? <laughs> It was an oh. accident. And you're still alive. Sure. Everything is fine. Oh, to quote yeah. our special guest, pardon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another podcast. Yes. So, Branson, welcome aboard. Glad to have you here with Thank us. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. This this was a, a lot of fun when we reviewed Venom, so I'm I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Hope you have fun today, sir, because we have some special stuff taking place. Speaking of special. We have a very special guest that we just barely caught flying through this atmosphere. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet hey, Miss Squid. It's nice to be on solid ground again. <laughs> it's been rough out there. Gosh. Uh, How long were well, you out there? Um, it's hard to keep count uh, in space. Uh, so I would say no less than maybe a lot of days. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's been a while. <laughs> it's nice to see faces. Sorry if I'm touching your face. It's just so good to see you. Um, <laughs> oh, this is awkward. How did you Oh, get well, you know, I was just trying to repair a thing on our ship and you know the airlock popped open and off i went and there i am oh, god i hate it when that happens yeah i sure did and now here i am um <laughs> hi 
Thanks. Welcome Good to be here. <laughs> so, so um, I think you're going to be here for yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm not eager to get back out there. Oh, okay. That's I mean, really, understandable. Um, and if I do, just to... Did you bring uh, your dice? No. You know, in the uh, hustle and bustle, the rush to get out the door, as it were, I uh, didn't have time to grab a... This kind of sucked me out real fast. So, here I am. <laughs> that certainly does <laughs> yeah. suck. Ironically, it was dicey. Hairy. And yet not at all at the same time. <laughs> that is terrible. Well, guys, we are going to be uh, reviewing a film. Um, I think we got oh, this tape from sounds Kevin. Sounds like I'm here just um, in time. Just play me. Yeah, John, you got the tape? Yeah. Okay, if you're playing this cassette, which you are right now, I trust you found the DVD I have yeah. inside this box as well. I am right oh, now currently... Um, the side to try that beam button that John loves to keep pressing and shooting out the taco machine. So I am right now on a short adventure to retrieve the taco machines and to see if I can get them to be working again. Tacos. Anyhow, the movie you see underneath <laughs> time. this cassette is Velocipaster. It is. It was released in 2018 or in August 2019. There was different sources saying it was released earlier or released later. I cannot get the exact date, but it's around that time frame because it won some stupid award in 2019 at the South African Horror Fest. It is directed by Brayden Steer. It stars Greg, Cohen, George. You know what? I don't even care. I'm just going to be honest. You do not want to watch this movie. I'm just leaving it for you guys because last time I burned a couple of movies I don't think you know about. And I'm just going to leave it like that. So, What? Yeah. You guys are mature. You can figure this out. I'm just being honest. You could just burn it, trash it, throw it away, use it as a frisbee disc. I don't care. Well, if you want to know why it's rated the way it is... You're just going to have to flip the cassette. Yeah, I know. I could have just recorded the same side, but I figured you could just burn the extra five calories and rewind and or fast forward and flip the disc, the cassette tape, whatever. I, I don't even care anymore. Did burn the extra calories? Did, did he mention tacos? Because I'm I'm hu- I'm hungry. Yeah, well, we had a taco. We've had all. All I heard him say was hurdy dirty birdy gurdy potato <laughs> potato whiskey holy fodder Catholic Church. Squid, unfortunately, my presence here is why the taco machine is out in space. So oh. I'm kinda one of I'm, them. I'm kinda glad he's trying to fix it. No, that's that, fine. I mean it's I been bad. a it's been a while, but I'm good. I can make it. If you look outside there's an orbit. In fact, you almost hit one of them when oh, you're on your Is entry. that what that was? Oh. Yeah, yeah. The red stuff was I should have stopped there first. Mm. Um, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just going to go on record is if he grabs the one that has the Kroll video game implanted into it, it's going back out in space. <sighs> okay. Branson, you have this movie in your hand? Yeah, here it is. Okay. Is, it, is there a warning label on it? Because normally these things there have them. There is. Let me see. Um, warning. You will want to just rip this movie apart so badly. However, you may find yourself really enjoying its campy B movie style. Campy, hmm. like Ernest P. World campy. I'm wondering if it's like Adam West Batman campy. Hmm. Mm, I don't uh, know. Here, we'll, we'll, let me look at this. Uh, warning: 
passing kidney stones is more entertaining than this poor excuse of a film. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Uh, on the other side of it there, I see uh, warning Dr. Lawyer Hooker and what? nothing more need be said. I feel like a lot needs to be said wow. here. Yeah, that, that needs some explanation. I, what does that even mean? <laughs> What's happening? What are we getting ourselves into? I, I don't know. What's a doctor lawyer hooker? I, I don't know. Is that like a monkey punk, uh, puppy monkey baby? Warning, Godzilla help you if you watch this. What? What is happening with this film? I don't know. What's this? It says traumatic parental earth scene. I don't even know what that means. What are we walking into? I have no idea. Have any of you guys seen this before? Nope. Oh, what, oh have you what seen was this? It? Sorry, I was thinking about tacos. Oh, yeah. I wish I was. Uh, it says it's called, um, uh, what was it called again, Branson? Velasa Pastor. Pastor. Oh, Dr. Pastor. I think I read some stuff about that once. <laughs> okay. What are we walking into? Um, I would have guessed a movie about dinosaurs, but you know, nobody said anything about dinosaurs. Denver? Walking into Denver. Denver, oh, the last dinosaur? No, I've never been there. He's my friend. Oh. A lot more. Precious. John, do you have any random facts about this film? Uh, no, but Squid did just say she read something about this, so... I, I do. May? I do have a couple. Uh, In yeah, you know, matter. after they filmed this, they, uh, took the film, and this is a old Hollywood trick, uh, they put the film in their oven for about a few minutes at 200 degrees to bake it, made it look old and aged. That's how they achieved that look. Um, yeah, the people on the stills I've seen of this movie certainly do. Well, look they, they, they were at 200 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, it's also was, uh, originally just a trailer for a grindhouse, you know, production in 2010 that they later made into a full length film. Apparently. Wait, this was just a teaser yep. trailer for something. That and it real? is available on YouTube. What the crap? If you guys get YouTube in space, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's all that I have when I was floating out in space was YouTube. So I watched a lot of true crime. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, if you watch this film, there's uh, quite a few scratches and, you know, things that, you know, part of the aged process that didn't come from the oven. It was really just Brendan Steer, the director, dragged the uh, unprocessed film through different surfaces in his bathroom. That sounds As a film person, Yeah. That hurts me. That's uh, how they got that natural look. Um, is this thing nope, sanitary? Probably not. Nope. Uh, I don't think anything about this film sanitary. Uh, also, I don't know if any of you guys know who Black Sabbath is. Uh, also, the only thing I listened to out yeah. in space was uh, True Crime and Black Sabbath. Uh, <laughs> saw YouTube would pick up. <laughs> in in a flashback scene, there are uh, lyrics from one of their songs, Heaven and Hell. I don't know. I don't know if it means anything, but hmm. it's in there. I think John's excited. <laughs> did you? Did you? Do you have to Dude. keep an eye out for that scene then? Dude. Heaven, heaven and hell is like my favorite Dio era song of from Black Sabbath. Like real Dio, talk. it's me. Yeah, Dio. Uh, after, I also got that after in space. Ozzy Osbourne got nice. after Ozzy Osbourne got kicked out of Black Sabbath. Uh, he was replaced by Ronnie James Dio. For well, uh, keep an eye out. Uh, it's in the War flashback. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well. I really don't know what to feel about this, guys. I'm I'm not going in this with high hopes. What are y'all's I, expectations? I, I I don't know how to feel about it right now either, because usually we have someone with an Irish accent ranting about a movie before we even go into it. So we got an awkward video, uh, cassette tape playing. 
He did have kind of a bit of a ranting It's a terrible movie. It's a terrible movie. I can't stand it. You want to just throw it on the grill and burn it. Is that better, John? Ooh, talk about your lucky charms now. They're magically delicious. Hey, Ransom? We said Irish, not Sean Connery. Very close. Very similar. (laughs) Does Sean Connery not represent all of Ireland? I think I read that in an article, too. I have a much better Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Branson, what are your expectations going into it? You know, my expectations, I don't have a lot of high hopes, but I do know that it has happened before that movies that are, you know, either low budget or horribly bad have the opportunity to become cult classics. So I'm I'm trying to keep an open mind that this might be one of those, you know, that that. Mm-hmm. It's not something that would necessarily do well in the box office, but it has such a following that people like it for different reasons. So I'm willing to give it Mm. the chance to be that. Right. Okay, cool. John, I know you're missing an angry Irishman, but what are your expectations? Um, so I have an appreciation for grindhouse movies and I mean more than just the, more than just the, uh, two movies that came out about, eight years ago by uh, Quentin Tarantino and uh, the other guy can't remember his name all of a sudden. Right. But you know, I have hobo with a shotgun on Blu-ray. I have, you know, I I've, I've seen my fair share of grindhouse films. So I think I have the right mindset to be able to walk into it and enjoy it. Okay. All right. I respect that. Uh, Squid, how oh, about well, you? I mean, I think any film that gets dragged across a bathroom and includes lyrics and Black Sabbath is going to be great. It's, <laughs> it's no, nowhere to go but up. All right. <laughs> that I, That's true. Nowhere else to go, isn't there? All right. So, well. We started from the toilet and got here. Now we're here. <laughs> Speaking of, do you guys have a bathroom? Because it's, it's been a while. It's Yeah. Around oh, okay. the corner to the left. Um, and then uh to do that, we'll meet you in the theater. So let's 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 head to the oh, theater. Right. Wait, Dallas, you didn't say your expectations. Oh, my expectation is this is gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. That was that was a, a, a film. What? Of sorts. It looked like it got ran through a toilet. What the crap did I just see? It, it exactly. Look, it looked that like was it what didn't was on the screen for the toilet. <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh. For those who are curious as to what we're all shocked about, um, let me read the description of this from IMDb. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At his first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. I think that's what I watched. That's what we, we viewed. That is, that is yeah. what we viewed, ma'am. That is possibly um, the best possible way you could summarize that movie and make it still sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoever wrote that INDB needs to get paid at least five dollars. I mean, that's probably thirty percent of their budget. Uh, writing that 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 promo right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
there is a second side to Kevin's. Oh yeah. Should well, I? Better... Yeah, go ahead and punch it. Let's let's hear what Kevin has to say. Okay. Well, if you are listening to this side of the cassette, I am trusting that you have already watched the movie. For what reason? I don't even care. I, you know, fine. Birdie, birdie, birdie. Lost a pastor. It is not rated because it never put itself through MPAA to retrieve a rating. But I trust that right here at the Bottom Shelf Podcast that we are giving it an R rating. It is in the beginning of the movie. Said it is rated X, directed by some sort um, not directed, informed by some Christians. Who knows? I I don't even care. If you want to know what's inside the film for your own personal reasons, which I think this should be enough to let you know not to watch it. It has the main character, or one of the main characters is a hooker. Um, it includes sexual content, some sexual talk and humor. There's no nudity, just a very awkward four-minute kissing scene of people in underwear. Yeah. Oh, that was awkward. The language, it has 12 F-words, five times use the Lord's name in vain, two derogatory words towards a woman, two scatological terms, and a word they use towards a man it uses the word hell out of context so yeah I guess that's a, um, yeah for the violence lord help me as I'm saying this the violence is supposed to be play for cheap laughs I'm just going to have to say that it's, cha- it's play for cheap laughs don't take anything so hard to serious but the blood is completely fake it's not even like a good fake blood it's, it's, just, it's bad fake blood and the gory scenes with someone exploding out with has mannequin heads and limbs that's supposed to be gore yeah the mannequin heads and mannequin limbs is the gore it, it's played for cheap less but it's, it's not even funny anyways that's the reason why so I'm going to yeah find this taco machine I see out there and bring it back. Please hurry. Why does it sound like a ransom video? He sounds nice. <laughs> I hope he's not lost out there for a while. <laughs> prepare prepare for, to be disappointed. You might meet oh, him. Oh, I usually am. You might meet him here in a couple weeks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, That was, uh, yeah, I would agree with his, uh, uh, it's R-rated probably. Um, I, I feel like there was more language in it than that. I do yeah, too. I think he just stopped counting after a certain it's, point. The, the, <laughs> I think I think the movie just wasn't long enough to have more. It's a short. It's a short. It's a short it's film. Not long. Yeah, an hour and ten that minutes. Was the longest hour and ten minutes of my life, and I will never get that back. You've never watched Attack of the Clones. <laughs> All right. So, spoiler-free discussion first. Short film. Very short. I feel like We're Back Dinosaurs was about the same length and more entertaining. I'd never seen that movie, so I couldn't agree to that. Or I haven't agree. either, but I was thoroughly entertained for that entire process. <laughs> All right. So, spoiler-free thoughts. Open floor. What are you guys' thoughts? You know, when I was in the sixth grade, I had a lot of friends who really thought... Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your thought? <laughs> who, who really thought that saying a lot of cuss words and talking about a lot of taboo topics made them sound more grown up than they actually were. I feel like this movie was made by them at that age. 
it was like, how many different ways can we just really be over the top with everything? And it, it just, I don't know. It, I, I'm still shocked. I, I still can't really. <laughs> like, there's a lot of dead space in this. Like, for the listener, if you've listened this far, you're like, there's a lot of dead space in this. Like, we're we're all in shock of what we just watched, and we're trying to find a way to describe it appropriately. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm in shock. To be perfectly honest, like I said, I've seen I've seen some grindhouse cinema before. It's mm-hmm. you you have to be familiar with exploitation movies. Um, yeah, I mean it here here here's my thing with this movie uh it it's lower than low budget like grindhouse cinema is typically low budget to begin with and this is their their budget i forgot to mention it was in the article was under forty thousand dollars yeah and it shows wow yeah um you know i the priest costumes i recognize them from spirit halloween (laughs) uh i don't want to get a spoiler uh the you know, a lot of the injuries, quote, injuries, I've recognized from Spirit Halloween. Like, the special effects were just from Spirit Halloween. It's just like... Yeah. It, it's it's like they hit up Spirit Halloween on November 2nd when they're trying to get rid of their <laughs> stock. And they're like, awesome, we can make a movie. Uh, what do we got? We got a really crappy dinosaur outfit and some priest outfits and a whole bunch of ninja outfits. Cool. <laughs> But uh, they were explosions, though. Best I've seen in any movie. Are you talking about the car explosion at the beginning? Yeah. Wow. We're getting yeah. spoilers. Oh, it's the, yeah. it's... Um, but I think I think the movie itself was far too self-aware for me. Um, it was super self-aware, like more so more than any like Monty Python I've even seen. Because I, I, you know, if you really want to see a grindhouse movie done right, watch Hobo with a Shotgun. That movie is. Mm, that that's fantastic uh this one to me it sounded like a seven-year-old that learned a new joke they think is fantastic and they keep telling it to you yes and it's funny at first but then they keep telling it to you and they keep telling it to you and they keep telling it to you and by the end of the movie it's just like okay it's time it's time to it's time to take your night night pills and you want to hand them a bottle of benadryl (laughs) <laughs> i like your description better joan i'm gonna steal yours that that sound says better um, than what, I, what i was trying to say earlier i don't know that i like your description of parenting but... <laughs> i for everybody out there i am not a parent nor will i ever be so you don't have to worry about that uh <laughs> yeah because we totally what i can say is i think what i can say is i think i would have enjoyed this movie a lot more if it was only 45 minutes long Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it overstayed its welcome, and af- after by the time I hit the end, I was just fatigued. Um, I give you that. It it does wear on you. And I had mentioned this in our conversation in the theater, but uh, and this is just you know my own personal perspective on this, but it 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 really uh it hit my personal limit of tolerance for sacrilege. Yeah, I I was just like okay you know okay we get the point let, let let's move on from, from this a little bit so uh, you know there's there there's some things they do you can tell they're trying to shock you into laughs um mm-hmm. which i i understand i don't i don't take it seriously but after a while like i said it's just it's like that seven-year-old with the brand new joke and it's just like okay right sure i give you that i had all right so 
I put this? I am very familiar with this style of low budget horror film type of stuff. Um, I working the Hollywood video. I saw more stuff than I probably should have. Like there was a company called um, Brain Damage Productions, and I watched a couple of their their films when I worked for Hollywood Video years ago, and it was all that over the top gore uh, type of stuff. There was one movie; it wasn't Brain Damage. I don't know what company they did a um, this. What company was? It? I don't know. They didn't. There was a movie called Ankle Biters. Ankle Biters, and it was a yes. It was about vampires who were little people. <laughs> Where is Kevin? For those listening, the... <laughs> no, oh no! Literally, it was a it was a about little people in vampires. Ireland. We call them the wee folk. <laughs> so, like, it, you know, it's but I think John, you hit it on the head. It was so self aware. Like it was like they're trying to like this. This these are kids who got a joke. And they also watched Deadpool, and they said, "Let's make a movie." Yes, gosh, you guys are having all like, the good it, characterizations right now. On, <laughs> honestly, oh, we've been doing this for a minute. Uh, but honestly, uh, it wouldn't have been it, like it, it's so blatantly self-aware that it would not have been out of place if someone would have looked into the camera and said, "Get it, <laughs> huh? Do you see what you did there?" <laughs> Wait, what? Are, any, do you have any last? Bit oh, of- see, I. I found that charming. <laughs> I I like I loved the self aware bits. Right. <laughs> I, I liked some of them. There were, it was towards yeah, the end. Yeah, there were there were a few. I think for me the dialogue in this film may have been my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I don't know that I could perfectly write a script as much that just had it's what parents do. <laughs> um uh, <laughs> parents die. That's what they do. <laughs> there there were just some points where it's i laughed out loud watch abby you heard me i laughed out loud several times oh, um absolutely i mean I, yeah. there were parts where i laughed out loud so. i'll give you that like there were parts that were generally funny yeah. but then it just yeah. it was too much it was the continual uh, maybe I, just, I just like it it was maybe i just really like that it was like knock, i like knock, when orange, they push it too far the, the knock knock orange joke you know what i'm saying yes you're like, aren't you glad I didn't say orange? Like, no, the, now I'm going to punch you in the face. Right. You know, it's it's not a spoiler just to say the laughing scene. <laughs> That's, that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> and it's, it's what, four minutes long? Yeah. Like, it's a long scene. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was just a carry. <laughs> maybe it was just a carryover from our last. D and D session, but as soon oh, as oh no, well as soon, see, as soon as, I feel like I had a a pretty good understanding from reading the article, and this almost felt like my second watch. Um, <laughs> no, I what what I'm saying is still funny when, when I when I hit that scene, I just I, I I was at the point where I wanted to start cutting. So oh awkward. Oof. Oh, oh no, don't cut. Kids. Well, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, we should talk about that later. Um, but the movie first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the spoiler section because I feel like we have a lot to say. Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in our spoiler section officially where we're going to, we're just going to lay it out. Um, We can't dance around this any longer. Um, We want to talk about this film and uh, we're just going to march through this. We don't have Kevin. 
to be our guide. So Lord knows how this is going to go. Kevin, we miss you out there in space. Mr. Astronaut Man. I don't miss being in space. It's, <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm glad you're on hot solid ground. Let's let's get into the spoiler section. Let's talk about I because in our spoiler free section, I'm gonna say this: talking about the scenes with you guys has been funnier than watching the film. I agree. But there were moments that were funny. The scene that I laughed at more than I should have was at the beginning of the movie when he's out there. He's awkwardly. Waving at his parents. They're awkwardly <laughs> looking, waving at him. I want to do a TikTok of, I look at him. He looks at me. Like, that's really I want to do that scene. And then all of a sudden, I, there's the explosion. You look at the parents, and it says, VFX, car on fire. Car there's no parents. <laughs> I unironically think that might be one of my favorite films in any, like, one of the favorite scenes I've ever seen in a film in my entire <laughs> life. Because it was, it was just hilarious the first time i saw it and just as funny the second time like I, i've gotten used to watching director's cuts that have unfinished scenes in it um and, and being able to see okay yeah that's that's unfinished the green screen's not good uh that happened with celeste we were watching uh live free or die hard uh a few weeks ago and there's a scene where bruce willis is driving with the dude and i'm like what is wrong with this scene like what's wrong with the graphics i realized it was an extra scene they never finished the graphics for so it just it was awkward green screening this was amazing to me. Like I was like, this this is when I knew this was not supposed to be serious. This is purely a satire of all things ever. It had yep. a very Monty Python that- vibe. Like I half expected them to come back and say, We apologize for the lack of visual effects. The people responsible have been sacked. <laughs> oh my god. Does that mean that I'm Francisco? What? <laughs> Are you? Depends on I your rating you were John. in this conversation. <laughs> you guys Depends understand what you. I mean by that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <sighs> you feel like this is not a movie, but let's get to the end of this rating of, of what's let's get to the end of this podcast and rate it before you decide if you're okay. Francisco. We should do that. We should, if there's ever a film, we're making this decision right now. If there's ever a film that we're all like, this is not a real movie, it officially wins the Francisco reward award. I mean, I'd argue that this isn't a movie. <laughs> what is it? And it is also one of my favorite movies (laughs) at the same time okay being as we're being as we're playing this a little bit loosey-goosey without kevin uh and we'll talk about things that we laughed way too hard and way too long at i'm gonna talk about the old priest's war flashback when for whatever reason (laughs) his girlfriend shows up in the middle of combat and as she's running to him she turned she basically explodes like a giant red water balloon all over and him. And the guys are like, I, I don't think she's gonna make it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think she, I think she's too far gone. We can't help her now. Uh, Why was she I'm even here? <laughs> In Vietnam. I don't do any of you guys watch movies with subtitles? Often, yes. Yeah. Sometimes. So in this movie, the buddy in the war flashback is just war buddy Ollie. And then the other guy is small soldier because he's shorter than all of them. <laughs> and I found that almost as funny. And like, that's how he's credited in the credits. Like that was hilarious okay, to me. Soldier. Dallas, do, I know I tossed my Spanish at you before and you understood it. How, how, how good is your Spanish? Uh, not the greatest. Um, muy poquito. Uh, because did you, did you understand anything that was being said during the seance scene? 
No, I <laughs> I was I was too in shock to try to understand what was being said. Because he was speaking Spanish. Uh, oh Lord. It was hilarious. I, I caught a bit I caught bits and pieces because my Spanish is very broken as well. Right. But I mean he was saying dirty something over and oh, over Lord. again. I think I think the other languages in the film are one of my favorite parts. Uh, and I, I read a whole article about this. I had a lot of time when I was uh, floating in space um, <laughs> because I specifically wanted to know. And it was the first scene that they included uh, the like drug guy. I don't remember what his name was, but uh, I was like, I want to know what languages they're all speaking. And he's speaking Cantonese. But there is, you know, they included ninjas in the film, which are traditionally Japanese. There is no Japanese in this movie. Uh, there's some Korean, there's some Cantonese, and there's like a little bit of Mandarin, not a lot. And I just think it's hilarious because the film knows that it's playing into stereotypes, but it never plays the stereotype, which I think is what I like about the movie. In gen- and they do this with the Christianity thing too. Like they, they riff on stereotypes that people have of Christianity mm-hmm. without actually riffing on Christianity. So, like, when you mentioned the sacrilege thing, I was like, I don't agree. I don't think they really it did because they. Oh, I I, they... I get it. I get it. There, there's just there was I'll put it like this. There were some times where I think they took the joke too far. It, I'll put I'll let me if, I, if you'll allow me to retract my initial comment. And I will allow um, <laughs> like I, I am benevolent. I I, I I was a bit amused when it showed them in their priest costumes because I have to call them costumes because they came from spirit. They Halloween. were. Yeah. Uh, no, no priest, no priest outfit or vestments has a neck tie in the back, like they. Right. Uh, but when they were in their priest uh, costumes coming out of the church, and then you look up at the church, and it's a Methodist church. <laughs> church of God and Christ right. was the the other yeah. church. Catholic like it was two different churches they church used for. Yeah, there was a Church of Christ. Yeah, there were two different. There, churches. Well, there's there's a point too where he even like. I think the part that like hit home for me when I was like, I, I appreciate what this film is doing in this scene specifically is when Father Stewart tries to like confront Doug and Doug's like, I know the verses Leviticus 24, 24, not a verse. That's not it. It doesn't exist. And then he's like Matthew 32, six also doesn't exist. Yeah. Not real. Where it's just like. There are so many people that you come into contact with. They're just like, I'm going to throw out this verse that means what I want it to mean in this moment. Right. (laughs) And they're just like, let me just put this out there. And they did a (laughs) lot of comments like that about a lot of different things that I was, I just appreciated. There was a couple of moments where the movie played, played its jokes a little bit more intelligent than it should have been allowed in this movie. Yeah. Somehow they made smart jokes sometimes, and I don't know how, but I liked it. <laughs> Squid, the more the more you explain your point of view, the more I'm starting to under, understand where you're it, coming from. I have a lot of points like this. Like they they consistently mock stereotypes and tropes. Like they hypocrisy in the church is something they talk about a lot because he's always like, "I need to do what's right, and I'm going to go kill bad guys." <laughs> and you're like, "Well, that." I don't know how you got from A to B. I see that you're there. But it's also, they they did one comment, and I didn't write it down, which is a shame. But they they just push things to character caricature so often where it's like, we need, to, we need evil to fight evil sometimes when they go to the seance. And it's just like, sometimes you have people that are like, well, it's okay when I do it because 
I'm a Christian or it's okay when I do it because I learned about it once. <laughs> it's like, but it's not okay when other people do it. <laughs> I like that. I thought that self-aware part came through really well. <laughs> I, I did have a, a, like a ha ha moment when he's suiting up to go have his big final battle and he puts on like the ghost rider leather jacket. And I'm like, okay, so now we've officially gotten rid of the priest outfit and we're going to be the traditional good bad guy. Okay. <laughs> yes. And the fact that suddenly he has Jedi powers and he summons a sword to himself. <laughs> yes. So when, when he summoned the sword, I, I could be wrong because I didn't actually watch the show as a child, but it reminded me of He-Man. Because <laughs> he like summoned the sword and then he raised it above his head and he's like, this is my ancestry too. Correction, that was actually uh, that, And I was just like, by the power of Grayskull. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was Thundercats. Thundercats is where he could call um, the Whatever it was. I, I will say that that, end, that whole end sequence... If you've ever watched any really crappy 1970s kung fu movies, like that would be played in the old grindhouse theaters, that that whole thing with the summoning of the sword and the really poorly synced dubs and that's all that's all throwback to uh mm -hmm. 1970s Well, the whole film was supposed to be grindhouse. a throwback to 70s films. Right. Uh, but, even but like the very the... specifically that end sequence though was 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 to right. the 1970s yeah. kung fu grindhouse. But <laughs> even like especially in those films too like the the making of eastern culture the bad guys it's yellow peril like that's what it was in the entire film mm. even just the not having the same language not having the language of the person that's speaking the language having him be like go where god won't follow china <laughs> um <laughs> like we want you to go to a place where god isn't and it's those scary scary easterners like that was like the film was just mocking 70s films really of <laughs> just being like we want something that is mystical and outside of us and away from spirituality. You, know, <laughs> you characterizing the film that way, I think it actually makes a little more sense to me now because I didn't pick up on the, oh yeah, we're, we're making fun. Like going back to the whole Christianity thing, I kept watching this and thinking these people have no clue what Christians actually believe. Like at one point he made a comment about I can't be a dinosaur because dinosaurs aren't real. I'm like, what Christian actually believes that dinosaurs aren't real? Um, I, I've um, met a couple. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's those people that are like, well, it's, it's not the, to say those people, but it's you the know. extreme home, homeschoolers that we don't like to talk about. Um, well, no, no, exactly. uh, yeah, the, like. Washington State are here going to talk about a Washington State band real quick. Uh, oh, Alice in Chains. Anybody familiar with yes. them? Mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. reunion. The, I also had them in space. <laughs> the the group the group reunited a few years back with a new lead singer since Lane Staley died. Their second album since they came out was literally called to to mock people of that of that mindset. It was called The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. Wow. Okay. See, this, this because, is the first I've ever heard that that's even a thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's the thing. There, there's some people who believe that the devil put dinosaur bones out there to uh, make people Deceive lose faith. People. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it's like the not to go too far into like young Earth, new Earth, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a lot of those debates where it's like, well, dinosaurs can't be real because they weren't around a few thousand years ago. So <laughs> surely not. <laughs> like it's it's that kind of thing, which I think this film's aware of. So they're like. 
we're just going to take all these stereotypes about a bunch of things, not just Christianity, and we're just going to lay them out here, super self-aware that that's what we're doing. You know, that, that, and we're that gonna make reminds fun of me of, did, did any of you see Borat, the first one? No, I, I didn't. Uh, don't bother. First I didn't get that one on YouTube. I, I have these things called standards. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Why are you? I on don't. The show? But <laughs> I, I I I saw the trailer, and it was one of those situations where the truly truly funny parts of the movie were in the trailer. And so when I went to see the mm-hmm. movie, the only parts I laughed were when I saw the scenes that were already in the trailer. But it has that kind of vibe of let's see how many people we can offend. So like he he hits every possible group that he can, and like how many ways can I offend people? How can I? offend conservatives how can i offend liberals how can i offend christians how can i offend muslims how can i offend anyone of any group whatsoever i I think the only people group that he didn't attempt to offend in that movie were like people that were into goth stuff and and i had to think really hard to think of that hard hard to offend them but but it the the to hear you describe the movie it, it it reminds me of that of let's just make fun of as many things as possible and and it yeah sasha go ahead Go ahead. No, I was ahead. I was just saying it it it's still not my style of humor. Uh but I can understand a little bit better what it was trying to do and maybe appreciate yeah. it more. And I'd argue they did it better than for it oh, did. Probably. Because they, they don't they don't necessarily get in your face about it. They're like if you if you stop for long enough to be like, ah, that's what they just said there. Oh, they were quoting a verse that's not even real to right. They weren't even using real, you know, terminology, quote unquote, to do it. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, um, like we're dancing around this all day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I've I've enjoyed talking about it more than watching it. Yes. And it, I, I'll tell you another film that I feel like people enjoyed talking about more than watching. I may offend some people. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that is a terrible, stupid film. But people enjoy you, talking about it. You shut your mouth, sir. I I shall not. No, I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I love quoting the movie. Quoting the movie makes me laugh every time. But I have tried to go back and watch it, and I can't finish it. I'm like, why? Why did mm-hmm. I think this was funny? But now, if you get someone to quote the because movie, it is. But if you get someone to quote the movie, I laugh every time. The the memory of the movie is better than the actual movie. In my opinion, and see that's what that's why I would argue that this isn't really a movie. Like it's it's really not. It's, it's one just, big satire, really, all the way through. It's just yeah, it's just a big statement. Like because I love film, I love good film, I love good cinematic works. If I'm comparing it on those standards, yeah, I'd never watch it. Like it, <laughs> it's, it would never make the list. But I enjoyed it just as much as the second time watching it as I did the first because it was just I could just sit and laugh at it because it's not a movie. I don't have to hold it to the same movie standards. <laughs> it was just a, a big joke, an hour long joke. And I've done less productive things for an hour of time. So, I, all right. So we, we've, we've talked around it and we've, we've done all this stuff. Let's, let's wrap up this portion with just give me, give me two things you liked and two things you didn't like about the film. Uh, just so I feel like we've been somewhat productive. Wow. We really do need Kevin for structure. I didn't realize that until just now. Uh, <laughs> We miss you, Kevin. Branson, two things that you liked, two things you didn't like. Okay. Two things that I liked. Uh, okay, let me start with two things I 
didn't like, and then maybe by the time I'm finished, <laughs> I can think of two things that I actually liked. Okay. Do you want me to go first, Branson? And yes, that would be great. Out? Thank you, John. That would be great. Okay. Uh, two things I liked. One, uh, just to reiterate it, the old priest's girlfriend blowing up in Vietnam. That <laughs> I, I could I could watch that on that scene on repeat for probably the entire duration of this movie and just <laughs> laugh the whole time, just because of the sheer ridiculousness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I. I do like how big of it. It's almost like a send up of it's not trying to be a grindhouse movie. It's trying to be a send up of a grindhouse movie, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so I do like how meta it is about just grindhouse in general and how mm-hmm. spot on they are about grindhouse movies. Uh, what I didn't like was how self-aware it was. Um, I felt like the movie was going waka, waka, waka. <laughs> the whole entire time and uh you know i I, I steps on a landmine yeah and that would have been hilarious i would have laughed at it <laughs> it looks like another one of them Viet Cong trip mines again um <laughs> uh and something else i didn't like and i i i appreciate how much how much illumination squid brought to the party on this aspect and it, I don't dislike it as much as I did going into this conversation, but just the the raw rubbing that they give Christianity in general. Because even mm-hmm. if they may have had just the jokingest intentions, a lot of people will perceive that as this is just how Christians are. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be there's gonna be people out there who have already have an opinion about Christianity that are gonna be like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's so, red meat for those individuals for sure. So that, you know, and that's just my thought. And, and like I said, that's just a point of view. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Sweet. Branson. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Thank you, John, for giving me a second to collect myself a little bit. Um, to, to echo what John said after squid explaining that the, the point is to make fun of, of, of as many stereotypes as possible. I, I can kind of appreciate it more. I liked the, 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 I guess the cleaner, funnier moments, like when he finds the girl shot through the heart with the arrow and he's like, <laughs> what you want me to take? Are this? you hurt? Do you want me to take this? And she's saying in Chinese, no, I want you to destroy it. He's like, okay, I'll take it and, and keep it forever. No, I want you to destroy it. <laughs> so that part made me laugh out loud. So those, those cleaner moments where it's like, and, and then like we mentioned earlier, the, we're supposed to know that there's an exploding car there and all it has is text that says VFX burning car <laughs> you know that those money pythony type of humorous moments uh, i appreciated uh things i didn't like to, to echo what john said um uh, i didn't pick up on we're making fun of a stereotype of christians i picked up on no this is how christians really are and i think maybe that colored my view of the whole movie because i didn't pick up on that as a stereotype i picked up on they, they were lumping all of christianity into that into that category. And that's why I had the the process of, they have no concept of what Christians actually believe. Uh, so that part I didn't like, and you know, uh, I don't know, like I said, it's not my style of humor, uh, throwing mm-hmm. in F bombs just for the sake of, of F bombs. That's me personally. I don't find that funny, uh, guys inventing new ways to curse just to, you know, how many ways can I get bleeped out in the sentence that, I don't find that that's not the kind of humor that I appreciate. 
And that was, you mm. would not have liked me in high school. <laughs> Actually, I, I, Wouldn't like I, me I on had a friends who were like that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm sure Dallas and I could both think of people from high school that were like that. That was their brand of humor. And we hung out with them mm-hmm. and, you know, played with sharp objects around them. <laughs> but, uh, stop stagging people in necks. <laughs> I tell you. But, uh, so I, I, I can appreciate the time that it was goofy funny and I can appreciate the stereotypes that it was trying to make fun of. But, uh, the, the over the top ribbing and the over the top language was, was kind of put off putting off for me yeah all right squid all right i probably should have been thinking about this things that you like only two all right top two things i know that there's a list there is there's so many that i the answer cannot be the movie you can't say that squid well i already said i probably wouldn't call it a movie so this entire adaption (laughs) of a satirical work um no i i would agree that some of those goofy, funny parts were some of my favorites that just had me laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visual effect of the car. <laughs> it, again, it's just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. The first time I saw it, I was rolling. <laughs> just, I was rolling. That, like, when he goes to China and then the text just goes, China. And then he goes, China. <laughs> I think that was hilarious. She says, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then she's fine. <laughs> shows up on that. the page. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> like those those had me laughing because I forgot they happened and then they happened. And I went, oh, yeah, they did put that in a movie, didn't they? <laughs> there they are. Uh, there were some other things I enjoyed, too, but mostly I just laughed at the movie. Uh, I think the things that I didn't like uh, was continuity errors throughout the entire film uh, just i had a lot of questions about how things worked <laughs> mainly the hooker's apartment because sometimes she had a whole apartment sometimes she only had a bedroom it was very confusing <laughs> uh but the the actual thing i think that i disliked which is kind of the opposite of what you and john both said is that watching this film and the ways they made fun of Christianity was too much of a reminder of people I know that I think some of their stereotypes hit nails on heads that I just went, I wish I couldn't say that I knew people that believed that, but I do. I, I can see that. I can understand. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I, I wish I could just copy this part of a movie and send it to someone and be like, they think that this is funny because they're pushing a stereotype, but this is what you believe. <laughs> like, we should talk about this. Let's sit down. Let's have a discussion. But those those are the parts that I find in those moments rub me the wrong way, not because people are making fun of it, but because they can make fun of that because it's real. Right. And it happens. Like that's yeah. I get that. I get that. But what about you, Dallas? What are well, your uh, two and two? All right. So two things I enjoyed. I enjoyed the um I enjoyed a lot of the comedy that was there dealing with just the goofiness, the VFX. The, the random stuff that took place. I even, because again, I've I've watched these low-budget films before. I don't hate low-budget films. Uh, I make them sometimes, but... <laughs> You're still better at it than I um, <laughs> Like, even just the... I, I legitimately, like, shook my head and chuckled when it popped up that the one ninja was the guy's brother. <laughs> and they did the flashback scene of him being there the entire freaking time. Fun fact... The uh-huh. characters on his headband spell brother. Oh, gosh. Wow. So I, 
<laughs> like those, those one piece of trivia. Those goopy, ridiculous moments because like it was, it was, it was just trope after trope of of these bad Chinese movies, these bad uh, exploitation films, like all of it. Like it was just trope after trope of trope of um, how do I put this? When people talk about comic books and they complain about stories, like, well, why does this happen? Because comics, you know, like, mm-hmm. why why does a hero, hero suddenly have this thing? Because anime. I mean, it just is. And so it's like he just suddenly has the ability to do these type of things. So I enjoyed those. Those are my, that's one of my my things. I like just the goofiness of it and the fact that it was it did hit all the tropes. Things I disliked about it. Um, I disliked how cheap the costuming was. Like it really was. Hey, let's go to Spirit Halloween on November first, and and just like we so we joked around earlier um, before before recording that like I did a a martial arts style fight scene with teenagers, and I raided a prop closet for less money than what it took to go to Sp- uh, Spirit Halloween, and I did a better thing, and it involved a ninja, it involved a uh, dude with Nerf guns, and a cyborg made out of cardboard. Robo Ninja and <laughs> and I just like I know you guys are being goofy, but when you have the humpback of Notre Dame as a dinosaur <laughs> fighting ninjas, I was like, come on, guys, can we try a little bit harder? What I thought was great is if you watch, go back and watch the 2010 trailer for the short Grindhouse film trailer. Uh-huh. It's the same costume. Oh lord! <laughs> which I in the scene. The montage scene when he's going around and like decides he's going to fight crime. One of those is actually in the trailer too. Oh yeah, which I thought was really appreciated. <laughs> what I what I can say though, to call back to a previous episode of ours, mm-hmm. and watching and watching him in in his mid transformation when his hands were transformed in Justice mm-hmm. hands, we found out where the Cyclo prop hands went after <laughs> Battlefield Earth. It's true. <laughs> We found the cyclone hands. Oh my gosh. So yeah, just I get cheap. I get make doing it funny, but they took it too far. And um just these uber self-awareness. They just ran the joke too long. I think they could have killed the movie earlier and it would have been funnier. Uh and we could have moved on with our lives. Um so but they did not. Uh and I think Alas. <laughs> so all right. Well, let's give our final rating. So uh, John, can you explain our rating system? Uh, yes, Dallas. Here on the Bottom Shelf Podcast, we have a rating system of four separate ratings as we watch movies that are declared critically as being terrible. Our first rating is Top Shelf, where we can't understand why this is considered a terrible movie at all. Everybody should watch it. Everybody would enjoy it. The Middle Shelf is... I can kind of see how other people wouldn't enjoy this. I personally did enjoy it. I know a few other people who would, but there probably are some people I know who wouldn't. Bottom shelf is, yeah, this is a bad movie. Um, I probably didn't enjoy it, or I did, but not enough to really merit watching it again. And there are very few people I would probably show this movie to. And then there's the dumpster fire, which is, Nobody should ever consume this heap of garbage ever. Let's destroy it from all existence. All right. So that's our rating system. Um, I want to start with our, our special guest squid. Madam, tell us your rating 
boy, would I love to give it a top shelf. <laughs> but I, you know, I just, I couldn't morally suggest it to everyone I know. So I think it decisively has to sit on the middle shelf for me. All right. Middle shelf. Branson, you're the newbie. So what's your rating? Uh, you know, with respect, I got to put it in the dumpster fire. I like, wow. because I don't think I'm ever going to go back and watch this movie again. Like I've seen it. Uh, I would bump it up to bottom shelf if if someone could like give a disclaimer or warning of hey when you go to watch this understand this is what's happening so you could see it once then mm-hmm. move on but I I can't think of anyone I'd want to show it to um, right I yeah I want I want to make sure we're clear Branson dumpster fire means it should never be seen ever ever again period even with disclaimers okay then I guess technically it would be bottom shelf then. Uh, but low, right. low, yeah, low that, on the bottom shelf. Get that movie shelf. out of the dumpster. Like, like, like <laughs> so low, it's forgotten about bottom I'll, shelf. I, I will dive in the dumpster after it. <laughs> <laughs> Squid's just burning. It burns so good. <laughs> All right, John, your thoughts, sir. Squid, you. I'm prepared to jump in a dumpster. <laughs> Squid, you you've ruined this for me. I was so excited going into this review that I was finally going to be able to throw something into a dumpster. (laughs) And then your perspective has swayed me just enough that with a bit of preempting and just some explanation, there are some people I know of who would be like, yeah, um, this movie was not for me. I, I, there was bits of it that I did find to be entertaining. I personally, never will probably never watch this movie again um and i'm not mad that i watched it but in the same in the in the same sense you know i think i probably would have rather played uh my playstation during that time you would have rather played an online moba like <laughs> i've never played a moba so i know <laughs> I, I i i right now i'm in the, actually in the middle of sackboy's big adventure so but that's uh neither here nor there uh so with much reluctance i'm going to put it on the bottom shelf the bottom of the bottom shelf all right so we have a middle shelf and two bottom shelves so um we know kevin probably put this in the dumpster fire but his vote doesn't count because he's not here actually (laughs) actually actually i do have his letterboxed review oh my goodness he did a letterbox goodness He did. And he's not on the podcast right now, so his count on, vote still on. doesn't count. But what does hang he say? On. Squid, Squid, I know you have a solid... I'll cover my ears. No, no, no. I know you have a solid Irish accent. I would like you to read this for me, please. Oh, all right. <laughs> Will you just send that over? I'll send oh, it to you. I want to read river... it now. Uh, it's in the Riverside chat. The oh, link. All right. All right. Let me pull this up. Oh, boy. I can already tell this is going to be a good one. You only have to, I hope. You only have to read to the uh, film's content. So Yeah, yeah, all right. I hope as long as I live, I never have to talk about this film. (laughs) Mostly unfunny, unamusing, and a waste of time I've spent watching ugly rubbish. I felt dirty and nasty watching this movie. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy fun bad movies, but it has to be made with effort put into it. This whole film tries so hard to not wink at us and remind us they don't care about what they're filming, so I don't care to say anything more about it. Yeah, he put it in a dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, he didn't actually say that, so we but can't. He wasn't. 
We can't he read into it. He wasn't here to hear my strong arguments about why it was decent. <laughs> he 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 wasn't he, he he didn't actually say that. We can't imply his intent, but I felt that he had a right to have his voice heard on his own podcast, so And I hope he knows that my voice is what now stands in place of his. <laughs> it's it's as close as we can get, Callum. I hope he knows that my <laughs> shoddy Irish accent is now the voice of him. Oh my gosh. All right, Dallas. All right. So for me, um I'm I had my answer firm after watching the film. And it has not changed since watching the film. I need you guys to understand that. Um, um out of character, I've talked about this film quite a bit today. And this film belongs solidly on the bottom shelf. Yep, it, I agree. We, we have a we have a contested bottom shelf. Squid has saved this movie from a, a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's. Not, I saved it from the fire. It's not a good film. There are people who will enjoy no. this film. There are stuff that I will laugh about to uh, forever because there stuff is like, what is happening here? I will always laugh. I'm want to make a film now and do. Just VFX stuff everywhere and just have little signs, <laughs> VFX. Um, just because I think it was funny. Um, I do not want to watch this film ever again. Um, but I will laugh about it. Just like Napoleon Dynamite. I'll laugh about your tots. But I don't watch it. I, I don't See, understand. I, I've, I've never watched Napoleon. I don't tend to like stupid humor movies. But for shot. some reason, wait, wait, this what? one gets me. What? I don't know. This one gets me. <laughs> I tend not to, but this one got me. All right. I don't know. Here we go. It's got it's got to be so over the top stupid. Cuz like again, I would never argue that this is a good film. <laughs> I would I would barely argue that this is a film. Like <laughs> If it if not for the fact that it is on film, which we know because it has been baked and rubbed around a bathroom, like <laughs> I wouldn't argue it. <laughs> uh, Squid, right, real talk. Out, out of out of our conversation, out of our our scene here, watching this, well, I, two I thought people there at was, once are talking at me. I thought there was my my TV was damaged during several shots because there was a dot on some of the cellophoid that was just constant. I was like, "What yeah. is this dot on my TV?" Like I had to go put my finger on the TV and turn off the cha- and change the channel to make sure that dot wasn't my TV. Do you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever watched Fight Club? Yes. You know where he's like, I add in these things sometimes, and you can tell by the spots on the film. That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> All right. So after that uh, wonderful conversation, uh, it's time for us to go on to our next section of Weak Connections. This is a Weak Connection. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the Weak Connection segment of our show where uh, we are, are not shamelessly, with permission, robbing from Welcome to Level 7 podcast, Ben Avery. And we're making a weak connection, some spiritual application from these films, uh, from this film, uh, that is actually biblical, unlike most of this film. So, um, <laughs> I would argue there was nothing biblical in this film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even even the Bible verses weren't biblical. Woo, so, girl, you ain't wrong. So we can 100% guarantee you this will be more encouraging than the father who was trying to encourage the Velociraptor pastor. So, uh, <laughs> um, Branson, you got anything? Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to, let me just kick it off and we'll get it. And then we'll, we'll do a round table. 
my my encouragement is simply this um i desperately hated the advice that the pastor gave the the, the senior father gave to the the uh philosophy pastor um because it's terrible it's it, it's a stereotypical answer is like well the lord has a plan for this and that's terrible advice especially when you follow it with well parents die that's what they do like that's really not comforting to anybody um so um here's here's the deal and this is what i want to encourage you guys with um yes lord has a plan god does have a plan for things and yes people die that's what they do um but why it's because we live in a fallen world like god does not intend us for evil things to happen god doesn't intend for bad things to take place to you um we live in a fallen world and that's why these bad things happen but the encouragement on the back end is the scriptures does say that God works all things to the good of those who who trust in him, who have faith in him. It's not that we being a Christian means that life is going to be good. It's going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows and farting unicorns. It's not any of it's that. It's not? No. I wish. <sighs> but it does mean that we have hope that as we lean into the Lord, as we trust him, that we're going to make it. We're going to get through the day. Uh, and that happens through what sometimes it's through divine intervention, legitimately. Sometimes it's through community. Um, I know for me in my darkest time was when I was a teenager and I was 15 years old and my family was left homeless in Shreveport and life sucked. Like it was terrible. And I, I was just a, I was a new Christian. Like I just gotten saved like a couple months beforehand. Um, and it was a terrible time for me, but I really believe that through that the Lord guided me, my family and got us connected to a, a solid church community that was there to support me and encourage me. Uh, there were men in that church who surrounded me and uh, stepped in as a father figure that I didn't have. <laughs> and showed me how to respect people and how to walk things out. Uh, he gave me friendships that, um, such as Branson. Branson was there for me during those times when I first got saved. And I first got there and I was, I was an angry dude. And Branson was a good friend. And so that's why I'm saying that life sucks sometimes, yes. And it's because we live in a fallen world. But if we trust the Lord, we lean into him. He'll guide us. He'll direct us. And we can make it through. It doesn't mean that everything's gonna be okay right off the bat, which I feel like that's a problem. Most people think it's, you know, when we say God's gonna take care of you, it's like, okay, tomorrow things are gonna be fine. Like we just hit the reset button. No, it's a process of walking things mm-hmm. out and trusting them on a regular basis. So that's my my weak connection for us. Mine is very similar. Take it away, sis. But different. But it's different. Same, but different. Uh, this a very much a theme in this film. Uh, and Carol says it, and I wrote down this quote specifically when she's talking to Doug, and she says, you talk all the time about helping people. Some of these people are beyond help. And she like lists off some of the people, and it's something that I actually talked to someone else this week about, um, and it was in a, a completely different context, aside from like, you know, <laughs> pimps and drug dealers. <laughs> but like, <laughs> at the same time, no one's beyond God. <laughs> like, they, it doesn't matter who they are, and we're not called to judge and we are, you know, as Christians, we will know them by their fruit. And it does say that. So we'll be able to see the people that are reflecting God's glory. But also, you know, we aren't called to be judge, jury, and executioner at any point in our walk. Word. We are called to love people around us. And, you know, like Doug, Jesus hung out with prostitutes a lot. But <laughs> Jesus wasn't <laughs> a philosopher. Um, he was like real and part of God. And he would be there to love them and to bring them into the fold. Um, and it's a lot of people and a lot of Christians will have different ideas of who's beyond help. Mm. And it it will look differently. It will be, you know, 
people that commit some of those sins, like being pimps, having committed murder or anything like that. And they'll just be like, well, they don't have a place in our church. Guess what? It's not their church. It's God's. And he right. has a place Amen. for everyone. Exactly. So. Preach it, girl. You know, that's one of the things that I, I, I just want to jump on that. That it bothers me when I see that. And you're right. It's not our job to judge. It is our job to inspect fruit. You know, won't. Right. But within relationship, I think that's what bothers me is like people like, oh, look at this. Like, you don't know them. You're not in their lives. Right. You don't have the authority to say something like that. Like, now, yeah. if we're friends. I, like, we, we're called to have wisdom. Like, you don't need to put everyone in charge of your children's ministry. If, <laughs> like, they're not, you know, given talents or necessarily the place for that. Right. But, you know, just because someone acts differently than you, like, especially I see this a lot in the disability community. Like, if someone doesn't sit in church quietly that doesn't mean they don't belong in church it means maybe you should fix yourself not them like if they're a distraction maybe you should focus better and don't worry about what they're doing it's good it's good sweet anybody set the table i i I think i I know what i was trying to say earlier my mind just went completely blank i apologize but um in reference to the templar ninjas there's a I I still can't quite process that it's it's Chinese ninjas who are also Templars. Okay, sure, uh, but anyhow, there there's a scene where the head master guy uh, is talking about his evil plan. He's he's putting out cocaine to make everyone addicted, so he can simultaneously rip away the cocaine and make them all have to go into recovery. And here are these churches standing ready to bring them in, and it's this evil plan or whatever. Uh, complete with the maniacal laugh that lasts for four minutes. I wonder if you ran celebrate recovery. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> Real quick before you walk away from the, where you're at right now in this Branson. Yeah. Uh, is anybody here familiar with Five Iron Frenzy? Yeah. yeah. The way you just said that instantly in my head, my evil plan to save the world. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yes, well played. Yes. But I. That attitude that the the master what, what did they ever actually say what his name was? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but it was okay. Head Ninja Templar guy. <laughs> <laughs> that whole attitude of because what I want is good that excuses anything I do to get it that way. Like because what I want is for people to be in church, it excuses me getting them addicted to cocaine so that I can rip it away from them and kind of force them back to to uh to church i don't think anyone has quite that plan specifically but i do run into people who have that attitude of i'm a christian i believe the truth so i can be as mean as i want to you when i talk to you and you know i I, i'm the salt of the earth and i'm the light of the world and i'm preserving truth and shining light in the darkness and if you don't like it well tough and when i study jesus i don't see that when I look at his teachings, I don't see that. Now, he wasn't afraid to speak the truth. And if the truth offended people, well, darn. But he always operated from a place of love. He he spoke the truth because he genuinely cared about the people. And that's why he and one of the reasons why he and the Pharisees butted heads so much. The Pharisees wanted to puff themselves up. Jesus wanted to lift everyone up. And, and that was my weak connection was that we need to well, for multiple reasons, we need to not be like the headmaster ninja Templar guy, but specifically, don't get people exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but specifically, it's not a guarantee they'll come to church. <laughs> when, when we share truth, when we 
you know, share scriptures in the, in the situations where we tell people, uh, even if we're telling them that they're wrong about a certain topic, we need to always operate from a place of, I care about this person. I want what's best for this person. The ends don't justify the means just because I'm right. doesn't mean that I have an excuse to be crass or I have an excuse to be mean, or I have an excuse mm-hmm. to be rude. As Dallas mentioned earlier, the right. importance of relationship. If I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. Hey, I think what you're doing is destructive. I need to come from a place where I love you. I care about you. I want what's best for you. And I share this truth that you may not like because of that. Not I'm awesome and you're not deal with it. Have any of you guys read the book food for thought? I have not. Uh, I can't remember the first name of the author, but his last name's Foucault. He's a French pastor. Um, Foucault, I suppose, if you're saying it French, uh, but I'm not French. So <laughs> I will not say it that way. Uh, but he talks specifically about this, which I think about often, which I, one, unrelated to food for thought, that people in the in the church, not to call anyone out specifically by name, because <laughs> I won't do that, but how often we'll use that kind of excuse for gossip mm. to be like, well, I just needed to, you know, get someone else's insight on whether or not this is something that we should talk about. And instead it just becomes like, did you see what that person did? Yeah, that wasn't biblical. Oh, ooh. and thereby you're just talking about that. But Food for Thought, great book. I'll find a link and send it to you guys. Um, Talks about building community through meals and how that was one of the biggest impacts, like religiously, is just sitting down for a meal together and breaking bread together and how we've kind of lost that in the modern American church of not we all just like drive into our garages and close the door and don't talk to people and we don't build community anymore. So like having that where you can be like, come to the table. Yeah. Sit down, share a meal because that's how you make change. You don't do it by, or, you did something wrong. <laughs> like You get to know people. <laughs> right. So you can sit down and they know that you love them. Yeah. And then you can have those conversations because without that relationship, that conversation only comes across right. one way. Right. <laughs> like, there's there's only two ways that goes <laughs> it's not great <laughs> i mean when you look at, at the scriptures i mean everything took place on the, on a bed of of relationship yes there was open air preaching at, at moments and stuff like that but i mean the, where the gospels focus on is jesus having real life moments with people um and the same thing within the um with the book of acts with the what takes place in there there were real life moments of people sitting down, discussing things, walking through things, difficult, uh, difficult things at times and working out their stuff. And I think that's something that a lot of people have lost. I think the, the, the church has lost is, Hey, let's talk. I feel like there are too many. I'm a media guy. I'm a media pastor and I help to get my, my pastor out there, out there on the internet and stuff like that. But a lot of people, um, they're too busy trying to get themselves out to be heard instead of being willing to hear people. Yeah. And when we get to the point where all we're worried about is being heard all the time, that's when we're in the wrong. Amen. John, you got anything, brother? You know, I did, but in reading it more, I felt that it applied better to a different movie that we're doing in our next episode. So I can't even begin to guess what connection <laughs> you had between both of these films. <laughs> all right. Well, this is racking my brain. <laughs> with that being said, I think this is a good time for us in this podcast. Uh, John, what is our next film? Our next film is going to be Dark, 1974's Dark Star. Uh, mm. John Carpenter's very first film, uh, which is important to me because I am a giant John Carpenter fanboy. So Nice. 
Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. We're looking forward to that. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Squid, where can people find you? Um, in my house, usually. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the address I don't leave is... too often. I, I, I was about to say, I can never find you there because you won't get let me have your address. Um, I sent you my address now. Just because you missed it in chat is not my fault. <laughs> um, I am not easily found on the internet, usually. <laughs> um, you can listen to me over at Playing Games with Strangers, where I am every week playing a dubious level of Irish-accented character. Um, and... <laughs> I am on Pint-Sized Art History, which is also a content warning for your listeners. It has some language and some explicit content at times. Um, or in my house, usually. But please don't show up unannounced. <laughs> I will be scared. <laughs> right, we'll have links for all those and Squid's address in our show notes below. You missed one, Just Squid. send me a note first. You missed what? one. Supersonic Pod Comics. Oh, yeah. That's a really hmm. cool thing, which actually has some new projects coming out the out on Webtoons very soon and february 2nd 22 mm-hmm. you'll be able to hear supersonic rewind yes. hosted by yours truly Woo! i'm excited about that all right cool first episode is mostly done so nice. i'm hyped speaking of hyped and excited about supersonic podcasts and also uh playing games with strangers branson where can people find you um you can find me usually i uh once a month i've got a segment on com talk where i do bees using reviews it's a uh, review for faith-based family-friendly comics and the creators that make them. Uh, if you have a faith-based family-friendly comic that you would like for me to review, either one that you like or one that you've done yourself, you can email me at branson.boykin at gmail.com or you can also make recommendations through all of Geek Devotion's social media, Discord, Facebook, all of that stuff. Fantastic. John, how about you, sir? Uh, every time... You asked me, I, I, I'm super tempted to start doing In the Club by 50 Cent. To be like, you can find me in the club, sipping on a bottle of bub. I ain't in the... Um, where can't they find me? Playing Games with Strangers, uh, Supersonic Pod Comics, Primitive Rhythm Machine on ComTalk. Uh got a new podcast coming up soon which is also going to be uh geek devotions related <sighs> my band mezzanine uh <laughs> places so many places right <laughs> and i've probably also in his home um, <laughs> i've I, i've probably forgotten some of them so right <laughs> well I've, we'll have links for most of those and uh, you can find me at geekdevotions.com and also all their geek devotions social media platforms uh, but we want to encourage you guys to check out uh, The Bottom Shelf on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for The Bottom Shelf Podcast on both those platforms. Interact with us. Let us know your thoughts on this podcast. Do you like it? Do you not like it? And if you do like it, please leave a review on Apple Podcast and on Podchaser because it helps to get the, the podcast out because Google doesn't like us. So, Stupid Google. I'll... <laughs> Google may not be the only one. Tell us what you think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so alright guys until next time have a great week